0: Welcome to Travel Unites Us, a podcast featuring stories straight from the heart of travel. I'm Aaron Schlein, and I'll be your co-pilot on this journey. My friend Rich D'Ambrosio and I started Travel Unites Us to share the human stories from real travelers, stories that get to the heart of who they are and what they do. Rich will be your host on this episode. Be sure to check out TravelUnitesUs.com for all the latest from the Travel Unites Us community. There we are. I can see us live. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. I you know, just want to apologize to everybody because I tried to do a live Zoom with Travel Unites Us with Wuhan, China this morning. And while I knew there were some difficulties uh, with the Chinese government and, and the internet access... Um, I didn't realize that they were dropping stuff on the API between Facebook and zoom. So that's why it's been a little chaotic this morning, but I have been to China this morning. I've been to Iran this morning. Yeah. I did a zoom this morning uh, from Iran and it it went in and out a little bit. It wasn't too bad, but it's just, everybody's home. Everybody's using the tool. And as the day progresses, it gets slower.
1: Yeah. Yep. Well, I I was up at about five. We could have done it early. (laughs) Ah, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so
0: i met jim in 1987 when jim hired me at business travel news um i became an airline reporter uh it was the greatest gift to start my career so jim as i've always uh, felt appreciation to you for that opportunity um you literally were the person who allowed me to shake hands with bob crandall frank lorenzo herb keller uh, and we had a blast uh, i don't know about you but i just had a blast at that. that uh, and I, I thank you for that opportunity.
1: No, I, I, I hated every minute of it. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, it was, it was terrific. You know, I, I, let me, let me just say, you know, I, I mean, I, I think what you're doing here is, is, is terrific. I followed your career, and you were an okay writer, but, but I think your strength was that you were an exceptional reporter. And also you had an exceptional passion for what you did. You just got yeah. so excited and you would you would get off the phone talking to somebody and you'd come running into my office, <laughs> you that, that beaming smile on your face, <laughs> and you were just so excited. And uh, that was just a pleasure to be around. And before Thank we get you. out of the BTN era, yes. um, l- let me just tell one, one more anecdote. Um, anecdote. You know, we Good did a project it. together. What was it? it was a, a, a day in the life of, of the business traveler, you know, my really, favorite project ever. Well, what we did, what we did was we had about, I think it was 16 or 17 different people each tracked somebody in the travel industry for yeah. a day. You know, they either stayed, you know, with, with it could have been, it could have been a, um, whoops, do you want me to? You're good. I just, I just got a note about Zoom. I, I think we're doing okay, right? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. So. So we had different people track different people, whether you stayed next to a hotel concierge or, you know, somebody in, in, uh, you know, uh, actually somebody was in the cockpit of it, not a cockpit of an airplane, but close to a pilot. We had somebody track a travel agent during the day. We all had different different roles. There were 17 of us. So at the end, we were going to say, here's what happened on this day. Rich. Was in a taxi cab in New York City. (laughs) And and, you know, I wrote the introduction of this project. It was all about Rich because at the time, if you recall, um, there was a lot of crime going on. A lot of taxi drivers, I think in the Bronx, were getting killed, they were getting murdered. yeah. Getting murdered, getting murdered. So I said to Rich, yeah, you're going to drive around in a cab all day. You know, and, and I know that, you know, as we were setting this project up before the day actually happened, people were thinking, you know, is this some lame brain idea or is this going to be fun? How's this going to work exactly, you know? Nope. And I remember, I remember I was waiting to hear in. I mean, I was on one of the, the assignments too. Actually, I followed a business traveler. I actually got on a yes. flight with him and, and I had all the luck in the world because his flight his, his connecting flight was canceled. So I was watching this traveler manipulate and try to talk, you know, to the, the the res agent and everything else. And it was just, it was fun for me, but I was also kind of keeping tabs on how's Rich doing in the cab, you know, because he was a little reluctant. And again, this was a guy who was passionate about any project we did, you know. And when I first heard his voice, and how excited he was and he was telling me about you know all of the procedures and the process and what goes on during a day and and, and actually at the end I guess there was a cab the, the, the cab driver was trying to race to get to a certain place and it was like a chase scene you described yep so I, I just I just remember that that it, it, it was so much fun to watch his his passion and and that project in particular but
0: oh it like, was yeah, phenomenal the, the, the whole storyline, the narrative behind that was this was a cab driver from Queens, your classic quintessential um, fella uh, who's driving a cab in New York City, but he was highly educated. I mean, he knew classic art. And, and at the beginning of the morning, he started off telling me about his philosophy about cab driving. And his whole philosophy was, look, I don't do the typical cab driver thing. I don't go to the airport, sit there for two hours In the conga line of the parking lot waiting to get ushered into the airport and he was doing it for me to to help my narrative and as the day progressed he kept on this theme of look you know i've got this zen approach to cab driving which was kind of weird you know a guy from you know kew gardens queens um and he was talking about how by not following what everybody else did he thought he made more money and the whole storyline the narrative was that we were down, we took a we took a fare down to the Wall Street area. We dropped the person off, and now he's trying to get back north to go find one more fare. And two guys in the middle of Chinatown wave him down. Two guys in, in suits and ties, and they're desperate to get to Laguardia to catch their flight, which is like 45 minutes away. Ladies and gentlemen, this is back before 9/11 when you could literally leap out of your cab, <laughs> rush to your gate, and get on your flight. And so it re- it was like a chase scene up the Brooklyn Queens Expressway um, and he's dodging traffic like crazy and he's, he's cutting through his little side and, ideas you know, to get around the all, northbound. All airport. we wanted to do
1: is capture a day in the life of a business travel industry, not... Uh, you know, not have the kind of drama that, that, that we really found in, in some of the, the, some of the places of just the things that happen, but it gives you, I mean, it's what we were trying to do just with, yes. with business travel news and give people an understanding and an appreciation of what this business is about, you know, and, and all and, the connections. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And I, you know, just yeah. off the top of my head, I can't remember all the different uh, disciplines that Didn't we covered. did
0: Mary but... do the pilot because she was, she yeah. was married to a pilot. Yeah.
1: Right. What did yeah, but, but every element, we had somebody at, at, at you know, at, at a rental car, you know, yep. uh, you know, desk and everything. It just, just, we, we covered every conceivable element that we could. The so. most
0: fun I've ever had as a reporter was that day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was. So what have you been doing it?
0: since uh, 1995 when I joined Thomas Cook Travel and Henry Blinder? <laughs>
1: Oh, boy, you know, I mean, we we could we could spend the whole day talking about, you know, uh, business travel stories and the things that happened as we were learning about the industry, as we were learning about, you know, being editors and journalists and everything, you know. Traveling all over
0: the world.
1: Exactly. Well, travel as well, you know, and it's funny because. Here I was, the editor of a travel magazine, and later publisher of, of Meeting News, which is also in the travel industry. I always thought of myself as the accidental tourist. You know, I mean, I was not a big traveler. You know, ninety-eight um, percent of the places I go for leisure, my wife says, "Here's our next trip. Here's where we're going." You know, and, and I'm, I'm all aboard. Obviously, because I'm I'm her husband, but also I'm all aboard because you know she really does the research, and we come up with with fun places to go, and and, and you know as as you know it it's it's seeing the site, it's experiencing the people, and, and and you know just we're going to talk a little bit about Africa today, you know on a trip we took um, a few years ago, and it's funny just just talking about travel at a time when obviously travel is is curtailed, but what makes everything so i mean you look. you go on a trip to africa i'm there for nine days but it's worth it's worth 90 years of of memories and experiences you know and for the amount of times i've talked about it and and tell people and just we have a wall in our in our house i wanted to see whether we could move the camera over but i'm I'm nervous to touch the computer because i want this to keep going we have a wall with with a collage of all the pictures that we took from africa so every time when I'm going up the stairs, uh, you know, I, I'm just, uh, it, it's fun to sort of relive, relive our trip, you know, and every time someone new comes to the house, hey, you got to see our, our Africa wall, you know, and, and, and the, fir- the first thing they say is penguins, you saw penguins in Africa, you know, and, and actually the first, the first day, I think the first day of, of the trip in, in Cape Town um, yeah, he took us to like like a penguin park. It was the craziest thing, you know, and just if you Who would seen, have thought? Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and there they were and, and it was just so they were fun and, and beautiful and just, you know, a riot to watch, but that's that's a real, you know, sub, you know, side element to this to the overall trip for sure. But
0: but that's the power of, of travel and I I'll tell you, I've felt it every single place I'm, I've gone when I've been open to just being where I was, not carrying any American, you know, suppositions about what my experience should be like, and just, just saying, wow, look where I am. Who am I going to meet? Who am I going to bump into? What flavors am I going to taste? Uh, uh, that's the beauty of of this industry, and I I can't wait till we're back. You know, I want to get through this. I want to flatten the curve as quickly as possible, because I know the power of this experience that you just had in, in three years ago in Africa. I mean. Ellen made the choice. Why? Was there ever a discussion between you guys about Safari being on the bucket list? Or did she just come up with it one day and you were like, yeah, okay?
1: <laughs> I don't think Africa you can do just a well, okay, okay <laughs> kind of thing. It's a little more <laughs> than that. But but there's another couple that we travel with pretty Another couple we travel with a lot and, and, and the husband of them and Ellen usually are, you know, the four of us will be out to dinner and they'll say, well, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And I'll sort of be passively listening. But passively. I, I, I knew... I, I knew that, um, that that Ellen always wanted to, you know, that Africa was kind of a bucket list thing for her. Right. And, and, you know, when you hear safari in Africa, you know, one thing that starts ringing in your head is, you know, the cash register and, and boy, is this going to be a, an expensive vacation. Right. And I have to tell you, we stayed in terrific places. Um, the experience, I, I, I mean, we weren't in the upper, upper, you know, we weren't in the, the very top places we could go, but we were in very high quality places and, and, and I think you know it came in around the same number of other you know European vacations we've done and things like that. I I mean a little higher but but it wasn't like oh my god I, I don't know that we can we can't afford this. We were able to do it. We accomplished pretty much everything we wanted to do. You know, we had a few days in the middle right in the the thick of the safari and, and uh, it was just just a terrific experience. So she always wanted to do it and here we finally had the wherewithal to to put it all together and and you know, it was just a great experience. But, but you know, I, I remember, I'm going to go back to actually when I was with the tour and travel news way back yes. when, you know, yes. just um, uh, and, and I remember I was taking a bus into the city. Um, I, I lived in Riverdale at the time and I was taking a bus into the city and it was the same bus driver every every day that I would see. And I'd hear him talking to people and just, you know, schmoozing this or that as they came on the bus. And I was watching him and I was thinking, here's a guy. That's sort of in the fabric of my experience every day. Here's a guy that that you know he could be just you know straight, blase, staring ahead, but he was very engaging, and and I don't think he was going out of his way to try to make it an interesting experience for people. He was just trying to enjoy his job, and, and and you know he he engaged, and I remember I got to the office that day and I wrote a column about the different people you meet you know in a travel experience, and sometimes you remember them, and and I remember it's funny I was in Jamaica. And, and there was, there was a guy that was playing at the piano bar, but this was not during the piano bar. This is not in the evening. It was during, it was like the middle of the day. I could hear music coming out of, you know, maybe he was just practicing. This guy was one of the most accomplished pianists I've ever heard. I mean, so, so what I remember, you know, if this is 25 years ago, no, it was longer than that, actually. But I remember this guy, boy, was he terrific. But also I kind of snuck in and I was listening to him play just while he was practicing. So we got to relate and talk to each other a little bit. And, Stupid little experience, but you never know the kinds of people or, or what you're going to run into, or somebody that's just so friendly. The the uh, yes. you know the, the person that might just you know help you rent a car, or somebody that you know tour guides are fantastic. You know, they're, they're, I mean, I, I've seen all kinds. I've seen some that aren't so great, but most of them are memorable and and they just, they just make the experience, you know, and you, you wind up, you get back home, you have a picture of your arm around the guy, you know, on the safari, there were two primary guys. One was the, um, you know, one was the tour guide. The other one was sort of sitting out on a limb on the Jeep and he kind of was tracking things. He could follow, you know, he, he would look at, he would follow the, the tracks and say, right. go left, go, you know, he'd be directing with his arm, go left, go right, you know, this kind of thing. And, and, but they were personalities. They weren't just, you know, they weren't just people who were functioning in their roles. They they yeah. were personalities and you remember this and and you talk about them and you laugh about them. And, and sometimes you say to yourself, and I think you're probably better at this than I am, but, but um, you say, I want to stay in touch with this person, you know, or, or, or how can I stay in touch just to keep the experience going? You know, I yeah. mean, it, just, it happens all the time.
0: I'm uh, a friend of mine. She lives in Asheville, North Carolina. Jody Cole, C-O-L-E. Jody owns her own safari tour company that she takes Americans to Africa. Um, we're not sure, but we believe Jody is one of the only um, Caucasian you know, females, Americans who is um, certified to lead people by foot on a safari in Africa. And I got to interview uh, a couple of her guests and they just, they said the same thing. It's, it's Jodi's personality. And Jodi will tell you, and she, I'm actually going to interview her Wednesday or Thursday this week. Um, She will tell you it's the personalities of the people in Africa who she met umpteen years ago, who said to her, you need to do this for a living. You, you belong here. They saw something in Jodi. And it's, it really is, it's, it's amazing that this kid from Southern, I think Alabama is where she grew up, is now leading safaris in Africa with a rifle on foot. <laughs> this is what she does for a living. And she will tell you stories about the personalities over that she's in love with these people. And she's made a you know, forever lifelong connections to human beings. And it really is. Travel just does that to you. I, I don't know how. Maybe I could get some psychologist so well, to, to tell us.
1: <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> but the the idea of the safari on foot. I, I just want to tell you, we were in an open air jeep for yep. for, all, for the whole the whole time. You know, and, and there, I guess there were about six of us in the jeep, as well as you know the guys. The six or eight, I don't remember exactly. Um, there was one point. There was one point where he said, "Tell you what, we're going to get out of the jeep." You know, one of the guys said well, he's going to drive the Jeep back to the camp and we're going to um, for about a, about a half a mile. We're going to walk the rest of the way. And of course, he took a rifle, you know, and, and and he said it's funny because when we first got on the Jeep, we said, do you have a rifle on this Jeep? He said, I do. And I want to tell you, I've never used it, you know, which, which whether he whether he was telling the truth or not, that, that's that's a definite confidence builder. You know, right. and he said like, we have it, but I've never had to. And what you experience, <laughs> and what people always ask me about, about this experience was, you know, were you afraid? Were, were the animals going to come? You know, I mean, how close were the animals to you? You know, and, and there was, um, there was a, I think one of the highlights was there was a pride of lions. You know, there, there was like a family of about 10 lions all walking to a water stream. And I, I've got great, great pictures. I wish I could share them, but um, you know, we were just following these lions probably for, uh, I don't know, maybe a couple of hours you know, and, and, and there they were just drinking, you know, so peaceful, you know, drinking in the stream. We were so close. We were, we were, you know, I don't know, 50, no, closer, 25 yards away from them. And they, but, but as they were going to the stream, they were going right past our Jeep, you know, and I think, I think, you know, they're just used to these Jeeps showing up every day in their, you know, in their natural habitat. And, 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 like they didn't look at us, you know, they didn't say, What the hell are you doing here? You know, who are you? You yeah. know, it just walked right past, and, and we were just in awe of this whole, you know, experience. And then we're just watching them all collectively come up to this, this stream and, and just have some water.
0: And, and you just can't, you cannot feel those emotions watching a, a, documentary. a documentary. You can't get it from someone else's pictures or their Facebook page. You gotta go to feel those emotions.
1: And, and let, let me add to that, you, you also can't feel the same emotions at the Bronx Zoo, you know? I mean, r- really, because people say, oh, I saw the giraffes, you know, the San Diego Zoo or whatever. Great experiences, no, no question. But to see them in their natural surroundings, you know, it's like like we were the, we were the guests, you know, not not them. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's just amazing. Have you stayed really. in touch
0: with anybody from Africa on that trip, did you become Facebook friends with them, or did you have any way to stay in touch with any of the the personalities that you met?
1: No, I I think I think the other couple I, I think they did, because mm-hmm. there was there was one guy on our trip. He had he you know I I I guess he was defined by his enormous zoom lens, and and, and he was you know <laughs> when they were telling us they were telling us be absolutely quiet you know you're close to you know just uh, he didn't put us in danger but right. when all was silent you could hear click, 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 you know because he, he was shooting like 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 you know several a second you know he was just clicking like mad i'm thinking you know if if, if we go down with you at least i hope you got a good picture of it you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you were there nine days which preserves did you go to which countries were you in
1: yeah, well well we started we started out we, we flew into Johannesburg and then went to Cape Town. So we were in Cape Town, did a couple of tours in Cape Town. We did we did something they call a wine safari, which is terrific. They they take you to a winery and and you know you're in again, yeah, no animals, no animals, but but you're you're sampling wines and just in the middle of this beautiful countryside, uh, you know, they're setting up tables with cheese and appetizers and again the sampling of wines. And this probably took place, I don't know, maybe it was two or three hours, but just beautiful scenery, uh, you know, great experience. And then just a tour around Cape Town because you know, we, everybody will go to the Cape of Good Hope, you know, you yeah. have to have a picture, which well, I do, of the sign saying this is the, you know, whatever, the south, southwestern most tip of Africa, um, but there yes. you are, you're just sitting there, and, and in the parking lot, baboons are climbing on top of your car, and they're all over the place, and, and, and you know, someone will say, don't feed the baboons, don't go near the baboons, you look at the baboons and say, this is a riot, you know, I mean, it's very <laughs> enjoyable, so we started on Cape Town, and we went, Then we went to, uh, I guess it's Kruger National Park. It's in uh, uh, Sabi Sand. The name of the the place we went was Simbambili. And I remember when we booked the Simbambili, I said, I don't know if I can say that, but if I can get a t-shirt that says Simbambili on it, I'm getting one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because ain't nobody going to have that.
1: (laughs) But let let me tell you about the safari experience because it's fascinating. They take you out twice every day. They wake you up at, at about five in the morning. OK, five in the morning, you're, you're out, you know, you're, you're on the Jeep by five thirty or six. OK, um, and, and you're on it for about three hours. And it's, you know, I guess they know they know the times of day that, that you know, you're, you're going to it's not like let's get this over with so we can, uh, you know, we can chill out the rest of the day. They, they take you very early and, and, and it's fun. And every day they'll sort of be out for something new. I mean, it was three days. It was three days. We were fortunate that we saw every every animal group that we wanted to see, you know, and you never know. Some people were telling us that the elephants weren't, uh, they didn't see many you know, people before them didn't see any elephants in it. We saw more elephants than, uh, you know, than you can imagine. Um, but they take you out in the morning for three hours. You come back, you chill at, at the resort for a day. And by the way, the resort is very interesting because you have these little cabins. So to get from your cabin to the, the you know, the central lobby of, of the resort, it's probably about a two minute walk. Okay. And what they'll sometimes say to you is, call us when you want to come because we need to have a staff person walk you just in case, just in case some <laughs> animal comes flying across, you know? And at one point I remember, I remember I was I was taking the walk by myself and, and I, I don't remember the animal, but there was some animal that you know wasn't there to sort of guide me the rest of the way. I said, you know, this animal was blocking my path. I had to turn around and and call Ellen at the resort who was at the you know at the lobby who was already there and said, Send Get somebody get them to send somebody because I ain't, I ain't doing this alone. You know, so it, it's always that kind of atmosphere. But the, the first thing is the morning. Then they, you come back and you chill during the day. Then they take you out again. I'm trying to remember. I think it was late afternoon, maybe around four. Mm-hmm. I think that was for about four hours. Maybe it was a little later because I remember coming back in the dark. You know, but you have two, two of these, you know, trips a day and, and you're out on the Jeep. And, and by the way, in the morning... It is cold when you you know think about it. Even though the jeep is going maybe 15 miles an hour, you know it's also six in the morning, and if it's 40 degrees on an open air jeep, you know you've got to remember,
0: up. I remember a picture of you with two of the guides, and you're in heavy coats.
1: Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, I was, I was wearing heavy, heavy artillery just because it was cold in the morning, you know, but that's what you do. You have the the two experiences each day, and then you come back and talk about it. And it's incredible. The, the first day I'm trying to think we got there the first, so the first day, our first trip was the afternoon one, you know, and we thought, let's see what this is all about. And as it turned out, probably one of the most um, nerve wracking experiences that we were going to have happened this very first day that we ran into this elephant and this elephant was no. no I say, ran. You don't
0: away. want to I,
1: run into an elephant. <laughs> no, I mean we saw, we saw plenty of elephants, but there was this one elephant that looked a little out of sorts. His tusks were a little off, and his tongue was hanging out. And, and you know what? What the guides said to us was, "This does not look like a friendly elephant. I don't want you to say anything. <laughs> don't even move. Don't even move." But this elephant probably came. I want to say. I'm trying to gauge the distance maybe, maybe 15 feet from our Jeep. And I, you know, I have a picture of Ellen's head. You know, I, I was busy snapping pictures anyhow, you know, you know, trying not to move and not say anything, but if I was taking pictures, you know, you can see Ellen's head in relationship to this elephant and how close it was, you know, and the guy explained, I, I won't get into the, the graphic details, but he explained, here's what an elephant can do with a human, but we'll, we'll leave that for, you know, another, an, another <laughs> chat. <laughs> um, so, So just right off the bat, you know, we're up close with the elephants. And I think all of us didn't quite understand how close are we going to be to these animals? You know, are we going to be seeing them off in the distance? You know, just all different, uh, you know, uh, the whole different species. And and, and the answer was, no, they're they're coming right up by the side of the Jeep. Again, they're not coming up so you don't pet them, but they're coming that close that that it's just an amazing experience. So what happened was, of course, we, you know, didn't move and and didn't breathe and, and, and didn't say anything. And the elephant eventually went on its. Whoops! I just I lose you. No. Oh, he's screen sharing. You see me?
0: I see you up in the top corner. Do Whoa. you, do you see you?
1: Did you just do this? Yeah. Can you uh, see those, you? those? Are the two guys on the jeep? Yep. I can't remember their name. Oh, I think Willie was his name on the right. I can't remember the guy on the left, but he was a real nice guy.
0: We you find out this? this. Oh, Check you, you are on my picture. Facebook
1: page? Yeah. <laughs> Huh?
0: Yep. We're on your Facebook page. Did you
1: you, you go on my Facebook page? Is that what you're doing? That's where I
0: am. So walk me Hmm? through it.
1: But but where did you get this? This is on, you're on my Facebook site, right? Correct. Yep. Show some more. If you can do this, show some more. There you are. And there's the falls. There you go. Victoria Falls. That was next. After the safari, we went to Victoria Falls, which is incredible. And you can do the falls. I think there are 18 different vantage points that you walk along a trail, it probably takes you two or three hours. because You can do it all in one day. And, and and it's like nothing you've ever seen. They Of course, they give you the raincoats. Um, I'm surprised. You know, I was looking at my my Facebook page. I, I mean, I, I must have posted a million pictures, but I guess somehow when you look at my photos, there weren't that many. I know what you mean. Because I have a picture of, of you know, Ellen and and you know, close to that elephant. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to go to your
0: albums. Else. Let me go to your albums. Maybe you loaded them in an album.
1: Is your giraffe, do you see the giraffe in there?
0: Yes. That
1: was the one with you. Yep. Oh boy, this is so oh look, look, there's there's, yeah. there's Mitchell York. <laughs> I do have an I do have an Alpha album.
0: I'm looking for it, but for some reason I'm not finding the album. I'm only finding
1: Yeah, look at yeah. that. Yeah.
0: No, I'm not finding the album, so I I'm gonna have to cover photos. You know
1: what? You know what it is? I, I know I know I have it. Okay. I know I have, it. I know I have it on myself, but, right. but uh, I'm not sure I said, it. It must be an you didn't,
0: right? you, you didn't post it on there. No. I mean, if I went through your timeline, no, I could see all, them all. I, I remember following you that July and I remember seeing those extraordinary yeah. pictures. Who was taking them? Is Ellen the photographer in the family or is it both of you?
1: Um, I was taking a lot of them but but Wayne the other the other guy had, had a good camera and he was he was taking some great shots. I mean we've yeah. got a close up of a lion and people said, you know, what what is this? It was, it was like you, you grabbed this off the internet someplace. But I remember that. You know, I, I mean you we were really up that close. So so between the giraffes, the elephants, the the hippopotamus, rhino, what's the other one I'm missing? There are, there were five. Yeah, what, the, the what, big 5. Leopard or something.
0: I forget what the big five that are. Yes. Or, or, or water buffalo, I think maybe. I think it is the water buffalo. Yep.
1: But you know what? You go there and you say, "Are we going to see them all?" And, and and you know, I think most people do. But I remember the first time we saw a giraffe. We were it, it was it was in the bushes. And, and I was shooting wildly, you know, to take a picture of it, because I thought, oh, my God, we saw a giraffe. Look at this. Isn't this great? We're really close to it. Um, and it was a terrible picture. I didn't realize we were going to see about 50 more giraffes, you know, over the course of a few <laughs> days. We just wound up seeing a lot. And, and you know, they're such beautiful creatures. They're, they're, they're amazing. They all are. They all are. And just to see them in their natural habitat, there's nothing what? like it.
0: What were the meals like? Did you do a lot of meals, like not in the lodge buildings, but but meals where you were out in the environment somehow? Were you able to do that?
1: Yeah, and it's amazing what these Jeeps can do. You know, these Jeeps suddenly look like one of those food trucks, you know, when you convert them. Literally, he takes a tray out of the back and they had they had various snacks. They had hot cocoa sometimes and coffee and teas and things, you know, nothing heavy, but just... It, it it was really, and it was gourmet. It was, it was terrific food. It was, it was really a lot of fun, you know? So, so um, I don't remember the meal so much. I mean, we would eat, you know, we'd have breakfast at five in the morning and then when we were out, we would certainly, you know, they'd have something for us. So it was fun.
0: It just, you know, I have a bunch of friends who are travel agents and they just got back from um, a safari and they said that, you couldn't tell from the pictures and the videos, but they said it was extremely dry and they said they were constantly covered in dust and that they were so grateful to get back and to, uh, to get a chance to clean off.
1: <laughs> what, what time of year did they go?
0: They just time got time home. They just,
1: just, just got, okay. Cause yeah. we went in July. I, I don't remember experiencing that. You yeah. know, um, but it just, you know, when people ask me about my favorite vacation, you know, and, and again, thanks to my wife, I've been to some nice places. Thanks to my wife and my former job in the travel industry, I've been to some some nice places. Um, this, this one you know, is far, far above all the others. You know, when we start talking about trips, I'm always saying, well, OK, well, let's forget about Africa because that was clearly number one. And, and let's, you know, start rating all the others. And it was number one because it was so radically different. You know, I, I, I mean, There was a little sightseeing, but it wasn't really the, you know, the the, the sites that we were seeing were not buildings and locations so much as they were, you know, these animals. Uh, and, And it's just so different. You just can't imagine, you know, and, 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 when people say, "Well, I've decided to go here or go there," and 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 believe me, we've been fortunate to go to a lot of places. And there are like amazing destinations. I don't have to tell you or anyone in the travel industry. This one was just so different as an experience. Yeah. you know, I, I just I just have to stand it alone. And then when people say, "Well, would you go back?" You know, I'm I'm kind of divided on that. You know, for, first of all, whenever when anyone ever says to me, "Would you go back any place?" Usually, my, my reaction is there are so many places I've never been. You know, and given the choice to go back to a place and Ellen, every place we go, Ellen will say, I like it here. I don't want to leave. You know, so, so I mean, that, that's like times, you know, times 25 places. But, you know, th- th- this this was one that, that just was, was so different. It was so different um, that, that I, I would I go back? I was talking about would I go back? I don't know that I would because it was such an incredible experience, you know. And again, we talk about the travel experience and the memories. It's all about the memories. You know, I mean, could you say it's over in 10 days, you planned for it for a year, and then in 10 days, it's over. But you've got the pictures, in some case, you have the friends, you certainly have those memories, and you recollect just having fun talking about it right now. But yeah. I don't know how I would top it. I don't know how I could go back and do it again, you know, to say, okay, there are the elephants again, there are the giraffes again, because I don't know, I would just, I would just, you know, compare it to, to right. the first time. So again, it easily, easily the best vacation, I, best play, best vacation I've, I've ever had, um, but I don't know that I would do it again for those reasons.
0: It's you know, I agree with you. There are so many places that I I have had a limited experience in travel, and in looking at so many of my friends who've just got seventy countries under their belt, and it's crazy. Um, and I, what I what I'm looking for is what you're describing. I'm looking for going someplace next that's completely different it you know to get on a river cruise and thank you ama waterways last april i was able to go down the danube and see cities and countries i've not yet been to and do it all in seven days that's one thing but going to a place that's mystical going to a place that's not about you know which museum are we going to finally cross off the checklist but to just be exposed in a place where it's completely unpredictable what's going to happen. And it's a disconnect from museums and churches and historical places. That's where I want to go next. I want to be, be wowed in a, in a way that no new city is going to add to me. And I, I, maybe it's a safari. I'm not sure. Jodi Cole keeps telling me she wants me to come to, to Africa with her when we can all start traveling again.
1: It's just such a different activity. You know, it's an activity. And also, the way we had it planned out, it wasn't as if we'd wake up and say, what do you want to do today? You know, I mean, we had it pretty well mapped out. I mean, we knew Victoria Falls was at the tail end, Cape Town was right. at the front end, and then the safari was taken care of, obviously. We could say, let's go out and see some, uh, you know, see some baboons today. Um, right. but, but it was just just so, so different, so, so different and, and, and just magical because you, you're, just, you're just in awe of being so close and understanding, you know, how they live. It was just, just so, so wonderful.
0: Was, were there any, um, did you have any expectations about what it was going to be like that were either disproved or validated?
1: Hmm. Good question. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I think it, 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 it exceeded expectations. You know, I, I mean, you know, it's a long flight too, depending on where you're coming from, but that was pretty smooth. We flew, you know, different ways you can do it. We flew direct from New York to Johannesburg. Um, so, so that kind of took out any, any other, you know, possible glitches along, along the way. Now I, I, I think, I think it exceeded expectations. You know, if I'm telling you, it, it, it was the best vacation we ever had, you know, we, um, we were drinking, um, we were drinking this beer one night and, and, and the, um, the bottle. It was the prettiest bottle I ever saw. I said, what a nice design. What a nice picture of it. And then when we were at the airport, you know, we say, oh, look at that. There's a t-shirt with the beer on. I'm actually wearing it now. I don't know if you can tell, you know, <laughs> angle this. This is my this is my, you know, the t-shirt of the beer. And I gotta tell you, the t-shirt doesn't do the beer label justice. It was just such a pretty thing. I've got all my props here, you know. I have my coffee cup. I, you know, my, my. God, we got in a, you know, at some, uh, some gallery in Africa. You know, I mean, I can't prepare to this interview, Rich. You know, I, don't, I see I, I that. To, like, well, you, have, you, you are like, always well organized. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Time's, so I've been a good time. Yeah. So
0: what is it? You know. What is it like for you right now in Connecticut? I mean, I'm in uh, somewhat suburban New York here in the Hudson Valley. Um, I feel closed in because I am trying to honor shelter at home. I'm trying to protect right. those of us who are less capable of defeating this virus. Um, is it, you know, are you feeling a little bit, uh, you know the wanderlust is coming because you're being shut in?
1: Well, you know, I, I I, mean, this it's an unprecedented situation, you know, and it, we just, all of us are trying to figure it out. I mean, as I'm talking, I'm looking out the window and say, look at this, it's a nice, you know, nice day in the neighborhood. People are out walking, you know, dogs are out and everything. And, and again, they're all, you know, if, if you looked a little closer, you'd see they're all apart from each other. Right. But sometimes when the sun comes up in the morning and you look out and, and you know, in, in this kind of neighborhood you you forget what's going on, you know, I mean, you don't forget to the point of not taking the precautions and everything, but right. you can get lulled into, you know, something, you know, I, I mean, you know, uh, I have a dog, you've seen, you know, you've probably seen enough. I love uh, your dog on, on, on social media. <laughs> if, if you haven't seen 800 pictures of my Africa trip, you've seen 800 pictures of the dog. But, you know, I, I cuddle up with the dog. and And, and you say to yourself, boy, they, they have no idea what's going on. There's something, there's something so loving and, and beautiful about, you know, just hugging a dog that you kind of forget what's going on out, yes. out there. Um, but but it's just, you know, you really got to be careful. And when I hear the precautions that people are taking and, you know, we're trying to support uh, local restaurants by, by, you know, getting curbside or deliveries or things like that. But every little step, you know, I mean, it's not just a question of putting gloves on your hand when when you go home. It's a question of, of take the food, put it into a dish, take the containers that came in, wash the containers with soap, have gloves on your hand, throw the containers away. Yeah. I, I mean, it gets more complicated than that, and it it's just it's just bizarre. So so you know, do we all have a little of cabin fever? You know, I I mean, if if that's the biggest price we have to pay to to get past this, then. then you know, and again, you talk about travel and I'm sure, you know, a lot of the people you talk with and everything are are, are going through tough times and obviously they're not booking trips right now, right. but so much of the industry is what you and I have talked about and that is either the connections you make, the friends you have and the memories that you take with you, yep. you know, same thing. I always think of weddings, you know, I mean, a, a, yep. a wedding, it, you know, all the planning five hours, it's over, but you're looking at the pictures the rest of your life, you know, travel is the same way.
0: I, uh, next week I'm going to be interviewing a woman, um, thanks to Jay Hassler, a local public relations woman who got in touch with me. I'm going to be interviewing a bunch of bed and breakfast owners. And, uh, I just interviewed this woman prep interview, um, Kristen, she owns a small bed and breakfast, um, outside of the wine country, South of Portland. And, you know, she's forget it. Her business model is totally destroyed. She's got no bookings on and, um, Luckily, she's got very few employees, so the economic impact that she has to inflict on other people small. But I've got friends who are assistant general managers of hotels, and they're going through a very mournful time right now because they've had to literally send people home to, you know, two weeks worth of pay and then go up, go apply for unemployment. And uh, you know, I've been posting in their different places saying, "Guys, come on over to Travel Unites us because." At the very least, if you've got time and you're stuck at home, get, you know, get your story out there. Validate that you exist and that you're a part of this ecosystem that is so unique. I mean, I've been, in, uh, I've been in the travel industry. I've been in the small business industry. I've been in the accounting and finance industry. And there's nothing like travel because travel's the one place where we all can, when we're ready again, You know, get on a plane and visit somebody entirely new in their environment and feel their hospitality and make those connections that that you you don't forget that. I forget the conferences I went to for small business services and all this other stuff, but I don't forget my travel experiences. I don't forget having time with someone to break bread and hear them tell me about where they live um, and, and why they love being in the hospitality industry for some reason that sticks with me forever and it's powerful stuff. Oh, yeah.
1: And and in the business travel industry, I mean, it's a different kind of travel when you're traveling for work, you yeah. know, and going to the conferences. And when I did for, you know, for in the meetings industry and, and all of that. Um, and, and sometimes, sometimes I'd have to put myself in the right frame of mind, you know, to mingle at a, at a cocktail reception, you know, right. or, or just sit through a session knowing that, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't there to have a good time. I, I was there, you know, to do a job. And I, I was always conscious of, of what it was I was trying to accomplish as I was talking to people. And, right. and, and you know, by the way, in terms of staying friends, there are a number of my Facebook friends and, and LinkedIn connections who, who, again, were from all different, Times in the travel industry, and I'm glad that I'm still in touch with them. You know, but I had to put myself. Sometimes I would be on the plane, and you know, you have all your notes and everything. And 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 some of these conferences. I mean, I can remember going to a you know travel agent conference in in um, in Lisbon. You know, how bad is that? You know, um, not bad. <laughs> but but you know, you're also going on your own, and and there's there's work that you have to do. And yep. sometimes, and I'll bet you you're very good at this. You just have to say to yourself. I'm going to treat this like an exciting new experience. Yes, I have work to do, but I'm going to a destination and I'm going to enjoy the destination yeah. for what it is. And I, I'm going to look at this as an adve- another adventure in my life, you know, trying to, try to play into the travel element of it, not so much the work element of it. Yeah. You know? And again, in the travel industry, sometimes when you're on some of these trips, you're, 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 you're seeing these beautiful places and you're being wined and dined because people want to Im- impress you and certainly they want to impress travel editors. You know, so, right. so we, we experienced, you know, the, the kinds of things that, that you, you wouldn't expect. And and you just look at it and say, wow, I, you know, in my wildest dreams, I, I wouldn't be in this scenario. You know, right. I, I remember, you know, in, in Oahu, being out on a beach, you know, there was a little tent, and they had a nice table, and I was sipping wine at, at, you know, 1130 in the morning, which again, I was still on New York time, but even if I wasn't sipping wine in the middle of the day, staring out at the water and someone's trying to, you know, tell me, you know, why this is such a great hotel and everything. And I'm thinking I'm all in, you know, you you got me, you know, I mean, this this is the kind of experience that, that, you know, again, the average, the average um, traveler can have close to this. Yeah. You, might not, you, know, you can have the champagne, you might not have the table and the tent, but you look at the experience and the surroundings and, and you think, you know, there were so many amazing places out there, which again, why any place I've gone, even though I've loved it, there are too many places I haven't gone, you know, yeah. and just to experience something new. And you look at the setting and you look at the scenery and I thought, I'm going to get into this. I might not remember what you told me about, you know, about your property, but I'll, I'll take the media, media, can I have another glass of wine, please? You know, uh, <laughs> Two years ago, experience. I was in
0: Vancouver as at a conference, and uh, luckily my New York Rangers were playing. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, Where'd you say you were?
0: I was in Vancouver two years ago for a conference. I was you. I was speaking at a conference, and um, I got to see my Rangers play at, at Vancouver's arena. There. Oh, in
1: Vancouver. Okay, yeah.
0: And you know, I'm I sit down at the beginning of the game, and uh, you know, two guys sit down on my right, and they're from Detroit. They were in Seattle on business and they decided, heck, we're gonna go up to Vancouver and watch a hockey game. You know, big big hockey fans, Detroit Red Wings fans, you know, sitting next to me on my left was a Vancouver fan. And the five of us, four of us, which we just had such a good time chatting about hockey, chatting about, you know, where we live and only travel gives you that opportunity to just bump into people serendipitously. Um, and, and obviously we all had an interest in, in hockey. That's why we were there. And there was these shared bonds that just, I, I just had such a blast with those four guys, those three guys, the four of us. And and that's why I love this industry is, yeah, I got pulled away from my kids. I got pulled away from my home to go speak at a conference and it's business and you're constantly on. Right. But then you pull yourself away for one night to go enjoy something that you couldn't have done sitting at home. You just, you gotta go do it.
1: Well, you know, you, you say Vancouver. I, actually, if I were to list my top five um, vacations, the Canadian Rockies would be in the top five. That was an amazing experience. But after the Rockies, we wound up, we took a train from, I don't remember exactly, maybe it was St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis, is that the, yeah, somewhere in the Rockies to Vancouver? And the train ride itself, which was, I forget the time, maybe it was 15 hours or something. But I was never, you know, I felt like, you know, Murder on the Orient Express. i have never been on like a luxury train like that. It was literally going through the mountains. You know, I, I was taking pictures like crazy, but, but a train ride w- was, you know, a, as much part of that travel experience. The Rockies were incredible too. And again, yeah. to seeing a lot of wildlife, but um, that, if but, I
0: have a couple of bucket list items, that's one of them. I definitely want to do that. I just got back from South Dakota in October and I never knew how beautiful the Black Hills are.
1: Oh, you know what? We're, go- we're, um, we're, we're supposed to go there in, um, in August. We, we have a wedding in Montana, but we're starting out in South Dakota. We're going to try to do, did you, did you do Mount Rushmore?
0: We did. We did Mount Rushmore. Definitely do the highway that goes through the needles. The needles highway is going to Uh blow your mind. It is unbelievably gorgeous. I'm
1: writing writing this down.
0: Oh my God. Um, Found it by accident. um, Just touring around on the first day that we got there just to kind of check out the area. It's just outside of Custer, um, uh, South Dakota, the town of Custer, tiny little town. I'll have, I'll have to. I'll have to the check. The needles oh, highway I'll, is so worth it. Oh my gosh, just stunning. stunning.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll check to see whether that's on. If that's on Ellen's itinerary, then I guess I'm doing it. <laughs> you better. You better. You know, I can make recommendations now and then. You know, I do. I do have. You know, ten percent vote. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jim. No, we're looking forward. Well, we're looking forward to it. I hope it happens. We'll see what you know. See where we are at that point. Like this August. has
0: been wonderful reconnecting with you. I am dating a woman from Stanford, Connecticut. So at some point uh, you, Ellen, uh, Lisa, and I got to get together somewhere on the in-betweens. Um, we head down to Rowiton every now and then a-, a friend of hers is in a band and she plays in a place in, in Rowiton pretty frequently. So. Yeah. Let me know. Time, next time I've got advanced notice, I'm going to let you know. Always great to see you fella. You have shaped my life in many ways and, <laughs> um it's just it's always been a pleasure to to chat with you and laugh with you thank you for sharing your safari experience and um if you do have anybody that you know of that you know wants to to get on and talk about travel unfortunately because of my business kind of collapsing i've got all the time in the world and this is a better way to spend it than than you know crying in my soup so
1: well, I, I, I admire what you're doing. I'll certainly keep that in mind. I hope we can get together. And again, it's, it's always yeah. fun chatting with you and, and seeing your whole spirit and passion about everything you do. Thank
0: you very much. We will get together again soon. I, I know that for sure. Yep.
1: Okay, okay, Jim. Right. Always Take good care. to see you.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. Be sure to check out TravelUnitesUs.com for all the latest from the Travel Unites Us community.